0: Well, it took place that morning that Jesus was born, and we're so thankful for it. Let's take our Bibles this morning, turn to Isaiah chapter number 9. Isaiah chapter number 9. I never get tired of the Christmas story. Never get tired about hearing what Jesus has done and who He is. I'm so thankful I don't know if you've taken some time to pause and just meditate about that Christmas morning as maybe all of heaven went silent as Jesus was being born and took that first lung full of air as a baby. And uh, I know none of us can compare to that, but imagine how good of a baby Jesus was. Never disobeyed mom and dad room was always clean. You think Mary had a hard time not comparing the other ones to Jesus? Why can't you be more like Jesus? That's what we say every day, every time. Why can't you be more like Jesus? I wonder how many times she wanted to say that while she was raising the other kids. You know Jesus had brothers and sisters, right? Stepbrothers and stepsisters, Bible tells us about them okay and uh and so Mary and Joseph went on to live a normal married life and uh had other children after that and i know I know some find that hard to believe, but uh they did have other children after that and so Isaiah chapter number nine, if you found it and you're willing and able to, let's stand together. We're just going to read the first seven verses. Of Isaiah chapter number nine, you say, "Is this the Christmas story? Boy, it sure is, and uh, in fact, in a in a couple of verses that we'll see here, it spans all the way from his birth all the way into eternity, and uh, that time frame is covered here. Isaiah chapter nine, beginning in verse number one, nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was her vexation." "...when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations." Now you're going to hear as we're reading about the oppression of the people and then the deliverance of God. That's what we're dealing with in Isaiah 9. Verse number 2, "...the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light." They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath that the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian." For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, and garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace." Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this we'll have a word of prayer. And then where the Bible says here in verse number six, for unto us, a child is born and unto us, a son is given. And I was looking at that word given G I V E N a son is given. And I'm going to preach on this subject matter, a, the gift above all gifts the gift above all gifts as we look and go into this Christmas week. Let's have a word of prayer, then you can be seated. Our Father, we sure do love you. Thank you again for the word of God and the privilege to be able to gather together this morning. And Lord, as we're going into this Christmas week, and by next Sunday, we'll be gathered together, the choir will be singing, and we will be celebrating the day that has been set aside of the birth of our Savior. And Lord, I pray that throughout this week, we will continually thank you for the gift that is above all other gifts, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this time. Thank you for the scriptures. Now, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. There's no doubt by now that much of the shopping has taken place. I didn't say all the shopping. Much of the shopping has taken place or since I brought it up you're now sitting here thinking about who else you need to buy a gift for and what needs to be bought and you're trying to fill in the blanks. Everyone's doing their best to be able to wrap the gifts in beautiful wrapping paper for that someone special or perhaps for that person you just feel obligated to. I'm going to hear, and I'm not going to ask if you have someone you just feel obligated that you need to give them a gift, and I'm not going to ask that. How wonderful it looks and begins to look this time of year that the tree is all lit up, the ornaments are decorating the tree, all the gifts get placed neatly and in that perfect order underneath the tree to make sure that that first appearance of walking in there is absolutely beautiful and uh, you'd almost think that it is picturesque as you look at it and you know there's millions of dollars that go into that advertisement and making sure those boxes are in the right right place and and the, the the color scheme that is there perhaps you're one that always tries to get that perfect gift for each individual you research you inquire, you ask questions, you search for that perfect gift that's going to bring them ultimate joy. For some, I've found out, like for a young man named Samuel, it could just be a bag of Swedish fish that would bring the perfect joy. And so you never know. With all these things that are wonderful and every one of us enjoying the receiving of gifts and the giving of gifts, Now, how many here we really do enjoy receiving gifts, don't we? But we know what the Bible says, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive, and we have that example of Christ. While all these things are wonderful in the receiving of gifts and giving of gifts, let's not forget the true gift and the best gift that was ever given. It is the gift above all gifts, And it's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ as he laid in a manger. May I remind us that the Lord Jesus Christ was perhaps the only one that we read about that upon his very birth, he was already on a mission to head towards a cross one day. It was not that that came later in life and and all of a sudden a plan was put together We understand that according to the scriptures, in fact, I believe we'll sing it this afternoon in our songbook, Born to Die Upon Calvary. And we understand the purpose that the Lord Jesus Christ came. It was said to Joseph as the announcement was made to him that you'll call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sin. We understand in the announcements that after Mary was told that it said that she rejoiced in God and her Savior is what Mary did. Everyone, and we'll read it here in a little while, even in Luke chapter 2, we read it last week as we preached about the shepherds, that it was told to them, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Every announcement that was made was alluding not just to the birth of the Christ, but also to the atonement that he would make a few decades later as he died upon an old rugged cross. When I say the gift above all gifts, we read here in verse number 6 where he says, "'For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given.'" We have that gift that is given. We understand John 3:16 where the Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We understand the greatest gift that was ever presented to mankind was wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger that first Christmas morning. That that greatest gift it was our the theme of our christmas float for a few years in a row that we actually had the the greatest gift on the the back of that float and there was a big 10 foot christmas gift that was made there and and painted up and and uh, red and green and then the sides were open And if you remember at church, we had a sign on the side of it that says the greatest gift and inside that Christmas gift for everybody to be able to see was the nativity and of course the birth of our Savior we had the Lord Jesus Christ there, the greatest gift. Now, if I were to start going around and perhaps down in junior church this morning would be a a, a better place to be able to go ask this question on what's the perfect gift. If you could choose anything this coming week, what would be the perfect gift that you would be given for Christmas? Now, I know they would be a little more enthusiastic about it, but I do know that each and every one of us would probably be honest about it too. And in our hearts, we're thinking, hey, it's Christmas time, and perhaps I'll get this for Christmas. Perhaps they'll give me this. Perhaps, I, I won't give details, but someone may be wishing for this or wishing for that and say that would be the perfect gift, But may I say and remind us going into this week that the greatest of all gifts was none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as I looked in Isaiah chapter nine, I just want to share a few thoughts with us this morning. First of all, I want us to see this gift to to that, that's greater than all gifts first of all it's a personalized gift for each and every one of us. a personalized gift boy that's such a big market nowadays, isn't it? A personalized gift you say what do you mean? Well, it could have your initials put on something you could have your name put on something. I have a, a painting that's in my office over here that my wife got me last year for christmas and brought it out and it was in a in a box that stood about four foot tall but it was only about two inches wide and so it wasn't big enough to hold a a certain tool called a firearm or anything i knew it wasn't that and uh just by the size of the box and and so it was thin about four feet long and uh, about that wide and i'm like what in the world and i opened it up it's a personalized gift and some of you know around here that some of our men and ladies, they've, they've got me into, and I'm enjoying it now. It's not a chore, but uh, going out and doing some hiking in the mountains of New Hampshire. And so my wife got me a personalized gift that if you walk in there, it has all 48 peaks of the New Hampshire 48 4,000 footers and a place to be able to mark off every date that you do that, and it was all done. I think she got with Miss Amy, and Miss Amy went back all, through all the pictures and all the dates that I had already done a hike, and it was already filled in for everything that I'd done up to that point. Personalized, you say, what's so important about a personalized gift? You know that someone put some, some thought into it. That they took some time and they didn't just walk through the, the checkout aisle at Walmart and say, yeah, I think they like beef jerky. I'll grab this bag right here. They actually put some thought into the gift and actually had to invest some time and some money and some thought into it. Now, may I remind us as we come back over to the greatest of all gifts, the gift that is above every gift, that it's a personalized gift for each and every one of us as we look and consider the Lord Jesus Christ at this time of year. You see in verse number six, it says, for unto us... A child is born unto us. A son is given. Now, I understand this, that in this direct context of scripture, that it's actually talking about the deliverance of the nation of Israel and going into the end times that a Messiah is going to be born. But I believe the personal application that is here is not that just there was a baby that was born 2000 years ago. But may I say a savior was born. And that savior that was born was not just to an elite few. Now, most of the time when a when a sovereign is born. Boy, and the world went crazy a few years ago as, as listen, the babies of the, the sovereigns are being born across the ocean over here, and everybody's watching and can't wait to get the first look of the, the baby of the monarchy that's over in England, and they, they start to see the pictures, and they're like, oh, that's so exciting, but for you to be able to walk up and that baby to make a personal impact on your life, it'll never happen this side of eternity, but we look at this, and there was a baby that was born. Unto us. Listen, a child is born unto us. A son is given. You say, yes, but that's unto the nation of Israel. Do you understand that when the announcement was made to the shepherds that we read last week over in Luke chapter number two, he said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And then the next verse, in verse number 11, the Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Listen, there is a personalized gift that has been given from heaven. Now, when we think about this gift... You understand that when it comes time for Christmas, and listen, that special someone will give you a gift and be able to say, here, I picked this out for you. It's a personalized gift. If I were to give something to Dana right down here and say, Dana, here's a gift. Now you owe me forty nine ninety five for it. Now we'd all like to do that, wouldn't we? How many would, would love to be able to give a gift with an invoice and you can recoup everything that you spend on Christmas? The invoice usually comes in January, doesn't it? Be careful about that, okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. That's why January is one of the most depressing uh, months that there are is because you haven't paid for those gifts and you spend the next 12 months trying to pay for what you bought back in December. The gift that is given to us by Almighty God, this child that is born, this son that is given, this savior that shall be to all men. Listen, it does not come with an invoice for each and every one of us. You see, the Bible says over and over that he's a free gift. And we're going to read those verses a little bit later that, listen, if it's a gift and we say, here's what you have to do and you have to pay for it. Now, Dana, I'm going to give you this gift, but you have to wash my car every week for the next two months. He would say, that's not much of a gift. Go ahead and take it back. It's not worth that much to me. But you see, this gift that came from heaven that's personalized just for you, you see, God knows in heaven, God knows what each and every one of us need, and God knows what each and every one of us want. And the Lord Jesus Christ is the perfect gift to be able to fulfill that need and that want that is longing in every human's heart. They may just not know that it's Jesus that fulfills all that. They may look for everything. There's going to be people that sit down next Sunday morning and they're going to open up that specially wrapped gift and they're going to think that that gift is going to bring them fulfillment in life. But you know what's going to happen real quick? It's going to get broken, it's going to get tarnished. That brand new boat's going to have something wrong with the engine, that brand new car. How many would agree that those commercials are about the worst commercials? Who's going to go out and buy a $80,000 car, put a bow on top of it, and surprise their spouse outside on Christmas morning? I think if I went and spent that money, my wife would say, you did What? And we didn't talk about that first. Okay, at least let's have a, have a discussion about this. Yeah, here's the payment book to go with it for the next 18 years to be able to pay it off. Can I say that the gift that comes from heaven, it's personalized just for you. Because God knows what your greatest need is. God knows what my greatest need is. And listen, it's not just a need that's going to be fulfilled here on this earth while we're living, but the greatest need is that which extends far into eternity. And that is the need for a savior. That's why over and over and over again, he says, listen, I want you to know it's he's a savior that's being born, not just a cute baby. He's a savior that is being born personalized just for you. You say, well, is it engraved? Is it personalized for me? Yes, actually, for the child of God, the Bible actually says that we are engraved upon the palm of his hand. That's how personalized we are, that God knows exactly who you are, exactly what you need. And the gift above all gifts is the Lord Jesus Christ that's given. Listen, there is no satisfaction. You may have temporal satisfaction from a gift that you're given over this next week or so, but may I say that'll pass off to the side, but the Lord Jesus Christ endures forever a personalized gift. But then I kept reading in these verses right here and we actually sang this chorus last week. His name is wonderful. We sang that chorus after church on last Sunday, but in Isaiah chapter nine, it says down here, not only is it a personalized gift, but he's a powerful gift. You say, what do you mean? The Bible says in verse number six, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, when this takes place, let me me remind us, and don't get me into politics this morning. I'm just putting that out there ahead of time. You don't bring it up. I won't go there, okay? We look at things across our nation and around our world, and we're thinking, hey, we sure wish there'd be a difference in government. Can I say there is coming a day? Guess what? This baby that was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. He grows up not just to be a savior, but he is coming back to reign as king of kings and Lord of lords. Now you say, well, what does that have to do with me? Well, when I accept him as my personal savior, guess what? That means that I get to be there when he rules and reigns upon this earth. Boy, that gift that was given, have you ever found out you can get gifts and boy, they're just weak or maybe they break and fall off to the side? This powerful gift. The government shall be upon his shoulder. You say, what's that mean? That means he's gonna be ruling and reigning. In fact, in other passages of scripture, it says that Jesus is gonna be ruling with a rod of iron. Can you imagine how that's gonna be around this world? What he says goes... I mean, you know, like it's supposed to be in our lives right now with the Word of God. (coughs) It's actually physically going to be taking place here on this earth. Listen, the baby that is born will be the king that is reigning. The baby that is born will be the Savior that is crucified. You say, how much power does this baby that's born, this son that's given, how much power does he have? May I remind us long before he actually takes his throne as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he has enough power right now to deliver us from sin. That's how much power he has. You say, I I don't understand all that. Listen, every sin that you've ever committed or listen, that you didn't commit, maybe you just thought about it. Every sin that has ever been present to mankind, listen, that baby that was born, that died on an old rugged cross, paid for every one of those sins. He took my price. We went through it in Sunday school this morning as we've been going through the the furniture and everything that was in the tabernacle back there for the nation of Israel. And this morning we got to the veil. The veil that hung between the, the holy place and the holy of holies, which the Bible says when Jesus gave up the ghost when he died, that veil was rent from top to bottom. The book of Hebrews reminds us that that veil is symbolic, and it was the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ that suffered and endured all of that. Why? To be able to give us access, to be able to pay for our sins for all of eternity. Now, remind us the free gift of salvation. Now, listen, at the moment of salvation, he doesn't say, here's what it's going to take to pay for your sins. But may I say, when we get to heaven, he's not going to give us an invoice either. And say, here's the rest of your sins. No, Jesus paid for all of them. That's how powerful of a gift the Lord Jesus Christ is. Can you imagine if someone walked up to you? This happened one time, and it turned out to be a joke. So I don't want you to think anything about it, okay, as I begin to tell this story. There was a preacher that was up here years ago, Pastor Ryan McGuire, and we're out and he was putting together a, a video for us. We were just buying this piece of property right here. And uh, he was putting together a, a video and he said, I want some, some country scenery of New Hampshire. So we were out riding around and we were over there towards Hopkinton. And there's one place, I don't even know the name of the road, but you, you cross a bridge that, that, that's there. I think there's a Christmas tree farm. I, I think there's some things that are there, but you cross it. He's like, stop right here. I want to get out and I want a video. And so he videos, and he comes back, gets in the van about five minutes later, and he's got some shots down the river and the countryside. And he gets in, and as serious as can be, he says this to me. He said, Peter, he said, I just want you to know how much we appreciate you And I'm, man, I'm getting buttered up, Chris, man. I, I, he is, man, he's putting me up here. He said, we appreciate you. He said, our church, he said, I know you've never been there. He said, but our church appreciates you. We're so thankful for all that God's doing up here at Granite State Baptist Church. And man, I'm I almost can't fit inside the van. I mean, he's, he's just going on and on. And he said, listen, he said, I just want you to know. And, uh, he said, and he pulled He he takes two debit cards. And he said, listen, he said, we appreciate you so much. He said, if there is anything that you ever need, he said, I don't care if it's if it's church related, if it's personal. He said, if you just want to take your wife out to dinner, Josh, isn't this sounding good? And he hands me those two debit cards. And he said, listen, he said, I just want you to use those. He said, no thought whatsoever. Just take care of anything. The bill's been paid. He said, you take care of that. And I said, boy, I said, I appreciate that. And then he said to me, he said, I'm not sure what the owner of those debit cards would think about it. He said, but they, he had found him on the side of the road. He, he was out walking and he found those two debit cards laying on the side of the road. He said, I'm not sure what the owner of those debit cards would think. He said, if you started doing that and I'm thinking, man, I forget it. I, I handed them back to him. I said, he had me strung along, but I thought, you know, as I thought about that over and over and over, listen. Well, I'm so thankful for Christ. You see what Christ has done for us is he's looked down upon this soul right here. And he said, Peter, I know that you've got sin in your life. I know that you were conceived in sin. I know that you, by nature, you're the children of wrath. He said, but I want you to know, he said, I've paid for every one of those sins. And he said, for every sin that may come up in the future, listen, he's paid for that sin too. And I'm so thankful for the Savior that we have. You say, how powerful is the Lord Jesus Christ? Listen, he's powerful enough that eventually he'll sit upon the throne and rule and reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. But he's powerful enough right now to take care of every sin that you've ever committed or you ever will commit. Listen, the sacrifice on Calvary was enough to pay for all of it. But then I noticed a third thing as he comes down through here in verse number six, I see that it's a providing gift. You say, what do you mean? Well, the Bible says here, listen, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And I said, as I looked at this, I said, you understand, just in those five names right there, It so encompasses about everything that I would ever need God to be able to provide for me. A gift, above all gifts. Now listen, you say, I don't have anything wonderful in my life. If you've got Jesus in your life, guess what? That's his very name, is wonderful you understand that this is not used here as an adjective to be able to describe his characteristics or his attributes but it's actually listed as a proper name for who he is his name shall be called wonderful you can start talking about jesus and say well i just need something or someone wonderful in my life jesus fulfills that Jesus is the answer for that. But then you may be here and say, listen, I'm just going through some times in my life and I just need some counsel. Wonderful counselor. Now, listen, wonderful is not describing counselor wonderful is not the adjective to describe the position of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wonderful is his name. And also counselor is his name. Listen, you can go to him at any time, day or night and say, Lord, I just need to talk about this. And boy, I'm thankful that he never looks at us and says, well, I don't have time for that. I'm glad he never looks at us and says, Hey, why don't you make an appointment and come back again when I'm not so busy? No, whatever it is that we need provided to us. Listen, Jesus fulfills all of that. His name shall be called Wonderful, whatever you need. Counselor, but then he said this, the mighty God. But <laughs> well, I tell you, if there is ever a title for the Lord Jesus Christ, as we read throughout the scriptures, it is the mighty God that just thrills my soul. You say, Pastor, you shouldn't get so excited about that. Hey, we're only talking about our Savior. We're only talking about the mighty God. Do you understand? Emmanuel that I preached on just a few weeks ago, God with us. That's who Jesus was. God in the flesh, walking upon the face of this earth. That's who Jesus is. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God. You know why that is? Listen, there's times you're gonna come up against things. You may be in the middle of it right now. You may be getting ready to face it, and you may be saying, What in the world am I going to do? I'm going to need someone a whole lot mightier than me. Well, guess what? We've got him. We've got him. We've got the Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty God. That's who we serve. That's that baby that was born in the manger 2,000 years ago. The gift above all gifts. You say, boy, what would those people... Now, let me keep going, then I'll come back to that. Everlasting Father... The mighty God, everlasting Father, which means, listen, there's no end to it. No end whatsoever. Hey, and I'll say this, I don't mean to open wounds if this would apply to you, but there's times in life that that people come and people go. Unfortunately, we live in a day and age that, listen, fathers come, mothers come, mothers go, fathers go. Can I say this, the everlasting Father, he's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us he's never walking away from us the everlasting father but then he said this the prince of peace the prince of peace you say boy i sure need it hey that message was given and on earth peace goodwill toward men do you understand that the lord jesus desires in each and every one of our lives to fill our hearts and our life with peace he desires to In fact, he said this in in the book of John as he was getting ready to go away. He said, listen, he said, my peace I leave with you, not as the world giveth. Listen, he said, there's there's a peace that comes from this world, but that peace is not going to fulfill you. But there is a peace that will come through the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our lives. Listen, you can go through this world, you can go through these times, all the turmoil that may be around us, and we can say, hey, peace on earth. Goodwill toward men. Because we have Jesus. I feel sorry for a world that's around me. Listen, and their lives and their family and their marriages are in constant turmoil. You know why? Because Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is not in the center of it. There is a peace, the Bible says, that passeth all understanding, that will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's according to Philippians chapter number 4 as we read over there. But he says here that this providing whatever is necessary, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Now, let me ask you something. If you try to fulfill every one of those roles or have that person on call 24 hours a day, what do you think that retainer would be? Have someone on call that any time, day or night, you can get a hold of them and listen, they're going to flood your soul and your life with peace. And you're going to feel so relaxed and, and, and so perfectly calm after you get done talking to them. Oh, it's great to have a peacemaker on call 24 hours a day. What if you have a counselor on call 24 hours a day? I wonder what those type of retainers you say we got them they're called pastor (laughs) 24 hours a day pick up the phone be able to call what if you had all of these what would that cost be you understand the bible says that a son is given you say well you mean all of this is offered free of charge it's if it's offered free of charge to us but it costs the lord jesus christ everything You see, we talk about the free gift of salvation, and listen, it'll be free for us to accept it, but it cost Jesus everything that he was to be able to provide that for us. Everything. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. But then, as I looked at this gift and we understand and read down through here everything about this Son that is given, can I remind us going through this Christmas season that this is a true gift that just keeps on giving? I guess we could say it's a perpetual gift, isn't it? We could say it's a gift that keeps on giving. You say, what do you mean? Well, we are given this Son. We are given the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is available for each and every one of us. But may I say this? The gift is not just the son, but then the Bible says that he actually gives us also. That the son actually gives us eternal life. I was reminded when I was reading over in John chapter 10, and here's what I was hung up for the past few weeks. I was hung up on, on the term, and I give and I give, and I give. On John chapter 3, I was hung up on it in in Isaiah chapter 9 that we just read, a son is given. How many times in reference to the Lord Jesus Christ, the term gift, given, or give is actually in connection with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said it here in John chapter number 10 also, where Jesus is speaking in verse number 28, he says, and I give unto them eternal life. You mean Jesus was given to us and Jesus in turn gives us eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Boy, isn't it wonderful that when we have Jesus, we have eternal life. You mean I can't lose it? No. Hey, listen, if I were to ask you right now, how many have ever been given a gift that you just can't find today? It might be a gift from 20 years ago. It might be a gift. For some, it might be longer. A gift you just can't find. And you say, well, I know it's somewhere. Hey, listen, can I remind us of this? It'll never be said about eternal life that you've lost it. I believe it was spurgeon that made this statement said if you could lose your salvation you would <laughs> it's it's that simple if you could lose your salvation I, and I, so i thought I, I built on that idea and i thought about that i said you know how prideful it is for someone to think they could lose their salvation but they still have it that means they're they're living perfect enough and good enough to be able to keep it. If I could lose my salvation, listen, it would have been gone this week. You say, why is that? Because I walked inside of a store (laughs) at Christmas time. I didn't sit on Amazon. And I'm thinking, if I could have lost it, would have been gone this week. But it's not up to me. You see, we have an everlasting father. Father. You see, we have eternal life that's been given to us. We have Ephesians chapter number two, where Paul reminded us for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. We ought to understand, especially this time of year, we ought to understand all the ramifications and qualifications that make something a gift. We ought to understand it. But why is it that when it comes to the gift of salvation, that it's the only gift that we talk about worldwide that people want to put their own price tag on it? And people want to say, here's a gift, but you've got to do this in order to get it. You've got to do this in order to earn it. That's not a gift, that's something that you're trying to attain. You say, Pastor, I don't understand that. Listen, the gift above all gifts is the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, you can't do anything to earn him, and you can't do anything to keep him. That's what makes the gift so precious in our sight is because it's just offered freely to us. But you know what it cost the Lord Jesus Christ? It cost him everything that he was cost him his life, cost him the suffering, cost him everything when it came to providing salvation for each and every one of us. We're given a son. The son gives us eternal life. And boy, I'm thankful for that. Let me ask you something this morning. And there may be some sitting here. You say, well, I'm trying to earn my way. I'm trying to live right for salvation. I'm trying to make sure that I do enough good Maybe I I can increase my my charity throughout this time of year, and maybe I can get a couple good marks in heaven during this time of year. Can I remind us of this? God's not keeping good marks to see if you're good enough to be able to get in heaven. Because Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. You say, you guys believe that? Well, I just want to believe what the Bible says. Now, lest you misunderstand... Once I am saved, hey, I so appreciate what Christ has done for me. I want to live for him. It's it's not a religious duty for me to walk into church on Sunday morning. I want to be here. It's not a religious duty for me to show up and and pray together and study the Bible on Thursday nights as a church. It's not, hey, I have to do that or I'm not going to be able to get to heaven. No. No. It's not about that. It's I want to because of what Jesus has done for me. Hey, I want to get up, and I want to sing songs like the first Noel. There's a song in the air. I want to sing stuff like that, not in order to make God pleased with me, but because of what the gift I've been given, because of what Christ has already provided for me. You may be here today, and you say, well, I'm trying to work my way to heaven. May I encourage you this? Boy, let us take a Bible and show you what the Bible says about eternal salvation. Let us take a Bible because, listen, you'll spend your entire life trying to work to get there. And then you'll be reminded what Isaiah said in chapter 64, that all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. When you show up and try to stand before God and there'll come a day, every one of us will stand before God and you'll have your pile of good works and say, God, here's all my good works that I'm trying to get in. And God will say, why'd you bring me a bag of filthy rags? That's what you think heaven's worth? Just filthy rags? All your righteousness is? When the Lord will say, you know, Jesus paid the price and all you had to do is accept what he did, and call upon him, believe that Jesus died for us, was buried, and rose again. That's the price for the gift that we've been offered. But I'm thankful it's a personal gift. Now listen, I'm going to go ahead and I'll go on record again right now. If you're here today, there's not a person under the sound of my voice that Jesus didn't pay the price for. There's not a person that I come in contact with that cannot accept the free gift of salvation if they're willing to. Because listen, when Jesus paid it, he paid enough for everybody. And boy, I'm so thankful for that. It's a powerful gift. Maybe some of us need to realize how powerful of a gift is that Jesus is. And you say, I need something wonderful in my life. Then let him be that what he provides for us. I need a counselor. Pastor's not available. Go to Jesus. He's ready. I need some peace, and I can't get it from anybody else. Go to Jesus. He doesn't even charge extra for it after hours because that's the Jesus that we serve, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. Be wonderful. Go throughout this week and realize just the value of the gift that we've been given. The cost, the value, the endurance of it, that it's not just going to pass away, but we're His forever. And I think we ought to cherish it this time of year and realize, listen, that baby that was born and placed in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, Grew up to die on a cross. We were given a son. And he gave us eternal salvation. I'm saying, Lord, may we cherish that. May we understand that Jesus is the greatest gift that's ever been offered. And if you're here today and you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior, can I encourage you of this? Accept the free gift of salvation that Christ offers. Not how much you can pay for it. Well, God, what can I do for you to earn this? No. I say, God, what can I do for you because of the free gift? There's a difference in perspective. A gift above all gifts, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ.